1: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. GoLongTD.com, Apple, Spotify, wherever, however. You listen to podcasts, and we're brought to you by Hamburg Brewing Company. Not there at the moment, but Jim, it's been too damn long, my friend. It's been way too long since we did one of these, even in the virtual sense.
2: You know, the, the good thing about Hamburg Brewing is we don't have to be there to enjoy their beer. So... As much as we love doing the show there, and the service is always outstanding, food, one of the most underrated things nobody talks about there, we always love. But we can still have our Hamburg beer, even though we're not there. And that's always important.
1: It is, and they've got the best beer. I'm also working through this stomach- virus situation i don't have a beer in hand right now if you're watching it at home so that's that's why it's uh we're we're on the mend that might be the
2: first time
1: i hope everybody is safe out there because it is just ripping through western new york and it tore through our household like a hurricane You you
2: you see what you should have done what you should have done is tried one of the hamburg's new uh the juice box that's out and if it helped you then that's a great promotion for Juicebox.
1: Exactly. That's true. Maybe there is something. To cure
2: stomach flu. Exactly.
1: And if if it doesn't, we could just say it did. You know? Why not? I like it. All right. Well, how have you been?
2: It's
1: been too long. Yeah.
2: It's been good. It's been good. Things are good. Um, The NFL still keeping the headlines. I think my favorite thing today that I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about is the NFL announced about the announcement for the schedule. When is that when you officially know you rule all sports, when people are excited for this schedule release to every, and everybody does wins and losses right away, right? You go right through the.
1: Well, it's such a flex too, by the NFL because they, they know that everybody is structuring their their monthly calendars around the football season so and everybody knows that so we are letting you know like we will let you know how how you can live your lives this fall and winter on this date in may and we're going to build it up and uh you know have a prime time slot
2: for it here's the best so when i was with the saints the schedule used to come out before the draft because we would be in draft meetings, so I think now they they must they must have their reasons. I don't. I haven't been in the league, obviously, so I don't know why. But it's after the draft now that they're releasing the schedule. But there's a nice little
1: we, gap there, right? I mean, so it, maybe they want to see the draft,
2: and see who they want to put on. I don't know. But that schedule would come out. Say we were in draft meetings, and every year it would come out. Coach Payton would get it first, and he, Sean Payton. He'd walk in the room, and we would stop meetings. And he would get on the board, just like he would draw up an X and O. And he would write the date, write the team. You know, he would go, he would write it out. He wouldn't say it or anything. He would write it out on the board. And, you know, we're all watching it, like, and then we would sit down and right away, we're all like, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. You know, like, it was, it was so fun. I, for me, that was really fun because it was cool to see Coach Peyton get so, um it was almost like excited and all the assistant coaches, it was like, they forgot the draft was even going on. They just run to their offices and start breaking down. Like, you know, okay, we got him first game. So it's like right away. They did. I know it's, so it is, it is a big deal, but um, if you're in the league,
1: you really do have to study in advance because there's
2: always, it's always, you really need to pay attention as a, you know, if you're a team that's established like the saints, but you get a team like maybe somebody that's a new coach like or a new offense you don't have a lot of film on those are the teams that they haven't had a lot of experience against those those teams they they do some extra work on them
1: it is silly though
2: but it it's a little bit wild. Much. it's a little yeah much.
1: yeah um but hey if if you can do it and in, in your uh, in your company and you know that people are that interested in your product then hey power to you so that's great but the nfl draft is a week from today as we record this came in pretty hot this year um any any general thoughts you know we're not going to talk as much about the ins and outs and the you know the uh the grit and grime of this draft class because yeah. if if you subscribe to go along, we got it all there I, bob mcginn is he, uh, he has been up this it, is not an exaggeration i mean he's up till 4 or 5 a.m. transcribing, talking to scouts. It's the amount of work that he puts into this series every year's 38th annual uh, draft series. It's insane. And it's borderline psychotic, but that's why I love Bob. <laughs> He's the best. There's nobody like him. And I, people, I believe, are going to get their, their money's worth, their time's worth. Uh, he, he is getting, giving you the real portrait of these prospects you know, Jim, and this, there's a lot of great people out there who cover the draft. So I'm not sitting here, you know, saying no, that no, I Bob is the only one. There's Dane Brugler at The Athletic does a fantastic job. There, there's people out there who are super smart. But uh, just driving back from a little mini vacay that we took with the family, I, I had the dial on certain football station, and they were going through the quarterbacks and, like, the top five guys. and They had, like, different analysts talking about all five guys everything was glorious. Everything was flowery. All of them were spectacular. And I'm just like, even if this was a historic draft class, even if this was the 85 draft, like that wouldn't be the case, let alone a draft class where it's universally known as a weak quarterback draft class. So my point is Bob is going to give it to you straight because it's not from Bob. It's from everybody he's talking to around the league. Who's honest that he's built up relationships relationships with up over the years. So, uh, if you if you want the brutal honesty, uh, his series is for you.
2: I think that's what is so to me is refreshing about Bob's stuff. That because, and we're gonna talk about this, but in all, I'm gonna be right up front and honest. I haven't studied these players this year for this draft. Like the new job in the XFLs taking up some time, um, just some new focus in my life. So I haven't spent the time on these guys, but what I love about Bob and his, these, these articles are amazing is to what you just said. He's not, everybody gives opinions, right? It, it's who, why do you want somebody's opinion on players? I mean, the NFL, we don't even, you know, when we were in it, we don't even have the guys we, we get wrong. Bob isn't giving you his opinion. You know, he sprinkles maybe something in, but he is giving you his quotes from scouts and high level execs. And when you can just tell when you read his quotes, like he is talking, like you can, I can tell that's how people talk in the NFL. Like it's really (laughs) cool to hear. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's
2: cool to hear those. I like seeing those quotes and like, that's awesome. Bob's doing some, basically there aren't many people, like you said, that are giving you that type of quotes. It's people just giving you their opinions and their seven round mocks. Yeah. The seven round mock. Could we do oh, – we should do a go-long seven-round mock. I don't know one player. I don't talk to many people. I, I wonder if had how had many –
1: Stomach could virus even, for about a month straight, you know. Just random. I wish we, if we could do like rounds. a random –
2: if we could just do a random um,
1: like – You know, we should do seven-round mocks and just make up names and see if anybody catches it,
2: you know. Those people would need – something's wrong with them if they look –
1: you know what though? You're right. Bob is, he is a reflection I mean, of the league's view of these prospects. And I think the best way to articulate it, it is I can't remember what site does it. There's a site out there where all the draft analysts, the Kuipers, the McShays, everybody, they, they pump in uh, their top 100, their big board, like the top 100 players. And then the top 100 players are actually drafted. And so you can kind of see who knows their stuff the best. And Bob is routine year in and year out at the top of
2: Just, uh, Yeah. That's yeah. So cool. And
1: it's, and it's because he's talking to people in the know and you know, they're talking anonymously because if their employers, their teams knew that they were talking about draft yes. prospects, they'd probably get into a little bit of a trouble, but they trust Bob. They want the readers and the fans to have a, a true perspective that kind of goes beyond what's out there. Um, anyways, a lot of people have subscribed. It's great to see, and, and we can't thank you enough for uh, for joining. Go along.
2: Yeah, it was always funny, with, you know, when this time of year, and, and we always did those. I'm sure you had to cover those draft press, the pre draft press conferences.
1: Oh yeah, Ted Thompsons was
2: always uh, a treat. Like what? Can, what do we? What can we even? Like what can we say? I mean, hey, if he's there, we're taking him. That's that's. I wish. Well, like we always talk about, the wish we could say in press conferences, I wish I could have done that press conference. Like, oh my God. yes, we are going to try to trade up for Sammy Watkins. I'm telling you right now, Get just pay attention. <laughs> well, I but I told, that... you know, it's it's okay to tell, like, I told some close friends of mine before. I mean, like, yeah, hey, if you see us, you know, if you see a trade up for the Bills, it'll probably be this guy.
1: And there, there have been people in personnel like yourself who – Find a way to give because you're not talking to the media, you're talking to the fans. And you do give them a little meat on the bone in these press conferences. Like Brian Gudekitz was the same way in Green Bay before he became the GM and he was you know on the scouting staff and yeah, come out after yeah. some of those picks, and he'd actually talk about these players in a real They're, sense. Elliot they Holmes know them.
2: Like it's it's so cool when teams give scouts and, and those guys chances to do that. Um they know those guys. I mean and, and they like to, you know, they they want to tell you guys, like, because they put the work in, you know, with the good and the bad. And, like, I can remember even, like, when we took, like, Nick O'Leary, the tight end from Florida State with Buffalo. You know, I remember I went up there to, that was, I would cover, Whaley's like, go ahead, you can take that one. And I was like, cool. Because yeah. I did, I like Nick. But in that, I mentioned you know, you can sneak in some of the concerns. I always say the concerns. Yeah, he's not the fastest. He's not the quickest. You know, I I can remember mentioning that, but it's not like you're not criticizing him. You're just saying, yeah, he might not meet the ideal speed or that, but what he does have is you're never going to see him drop a pass. He has this toughness that you can't find, you know, all this, you know, and he loves football, blah, blah, blah. But that's the way to do it. It's fun for you guys to at least hear some of the weaknesses. Like it, not every guy, you know, guys have weaknesses. It's okay.
1: You're not telling me that every single quarterback that will be drafted next week. And that That's the segue. Week. Well, I think that that's what we have to talk about this podcast. Yeah. Is. Maybe not necessarily the pros and cons of all of these quarterbacks, no. but at this point, late April, I, most teams would like to know what their plan is at the most right. important position in sports, and teams kind of made their move. and In the Cleveland Browns' case, it was a little controversial, but they sure made their move. They made Deshaun Watson a very rich man. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers made their move; they signed Mitchell Trubisky. But you know, are they maybe looking for the Browns to release Baker Mayfield? Ow. Great that. Could with you. be. You know, I think Baker Mayfield's a guy we talk about, but I I think we talk about those teams that at this point, this late in the game are still kind of swimming in purgatory still kind of unsure what to do because those are the teams that might have to gamble on a Malik Willis, a Kenny Pickett, one Desmond Ritter, you know, I mean, there, there, there isn't a can't miss guy, but if you're in the mid to late first round, early second, and you're the Seattle Seahawks, are you thinking about one of these players? Um, How do you approach it? it? It gets really interesting, Jim, because I, in the right situation, maybe one of these guys can work, right? We're not just saying they're all terrible. I mean, maybe one of them is a hidden gem. Who knows? I don't know. But you you sure would like to have that position figured out at this point with this quarterback class, and there are several teams that don't?
2: It's – um, well, to be honest, we were in these positions when I was with Buffalo. I mean, we were drafting – you know, we had all the investment and in EJ was made. We had Tyrod, you know, in those years. And it's like you're looking at the quarterback position and you're saying, we just, you know, but we know it's not good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. But they're not, like you know, you can win games with these guys. And if your defense is good, it it is maddening. If you don't have a quarterback, I, I just, it's maddening drafting when i was with the saints drafts were so fun like it was seriously just fun to see who we were going to take because we're taking the best player like yeah. we had the main, we had the position wrapped up i would do anything like to to think what buffalo is going through now i mean if brandon bean on those press conferences who you, i'd be laughing the whole time you just <laughs> say best player like we we did the hard part yeah. We have quite possibly the number, like, but I'm just telling you, it's different because it is, if you don't, man, I can't like Pittsburgh. I, I It would be fascinating to see now what they're going through, you know, like,
1: well, it's, I don't know, it's
2: just, it is just a different world when you have that position in place and to be, to be unknown, like, like you're talking about with Seattle, what are they going to do? Like, what can you There's do with this teams, point
1: at their heart of hearts they're punting on the 2022 season right that they're
2: well right we talked yeah well or you use it as a year where you know i wouldn't say punt. i know it's your, yeah we talked about the punting but you use it as a year to figure out
1: word for tanking yeah
2: yeah i like i mean <laughs> punting. i would say a different a different way to review or evaluate your team and, and really find out like, but
1: well, you better have that support from ownership because you're, you owner. that
2: has to be talked about. I mean, and he, you have to have support. If you're going to, you know, quote unquote, Hey, our scouts value the, the quarterback from Liberty Willis as a second round pick, but he won't be there when we pick in the second round. You know, we see a future with him. That's how the conversations start. Okay. Hey, that's how guys get pushed up. Hey, we do see a future for him. You know his talent says second, but th- now that we don't have the position in place, and and you know he won't fall to you, that's where you. That's how it happens. It's that simple. Then you reach a little it's, bit,
1: and then you, you, you reach, reach a little bit. It happens. It just happens. You know you that that take guy him in the will mid not.
2: first, you're tied to him. Like then you are so tied to tra- this player. Even when we traded up for Sam, like we knew Sammy wasn't going to get to us. We knew he wouldn't last to us. He was the only receiver, you know, I've talked about this, but he was the only receiver that we wanted to take, um, that we all agreed on. And that's why we went up to get him. And Cleveland was going to take him. They did tell us that, that they were going yeah, to take Sammy him.
1: Danny Watkins is, uh, is still kicking, and he's the number you one know receiver what? for the It'll Green Bay cool Packers
2: it would be cool to see him somehow he doesn't look the same obviously but it'd be cool to see him have some success you know a, a good ride with uh your favorite quarterback
1: but, <laughs> all right well let's but that's how it happens
2: it. though you just you know it, it the reaches can happen for those you mm-hmm. know that was our you know yeah, you know, we talked about that enough but that's how it happens it's that it really is you just everybody gets in, in agreement on one guy and and you know, he won't be there. Like, there are certain guys you know won't last.
1: I think the key is probably to um, delicately thread the needle in a sense. Like, if you're the New York Giants, I mean, there's a reason they came out and right away, Brian Dayball, Joe Shane were like, Daniel Jones, believe in him this year. Let's see, we're going to put him in a. Hey, they, they weren't even that forceful with it. It was like, we're going to make his life as easy as possible, put them in the best plays, the best situations. And it's pretty clear. Like they weren't going to draft a quarterback, even though they have two top 10 draft picks, Should just say two picks in the top seven. Um, because I mean, they knew right away, we're not going to take one of these guys. We're going to reach for one of these guys that's better than Daniel Jones. And it's, it's smart. And okay, that's a new regime coming in. Um, they're not going to get let go after a year. Uh, they can slow play. They can afford to slow play. And their, their cap is a disaster thanks to Dave Gettleman. So, there's no need for a team like the giants to just rush into this quarterback draft class um, where a team like the Carolina Panthers, you know, Matt rule seats getting a little hotter, you know, Joe Brady's not there anymore. Um, hard to, I know Ben McAdoo kind of put his foot in his mouth. He, he was uh, you know saying the Sam Darnold's going to be that day one starter. Then moments later, regretted That's saying gone. that uh, it's not a, uh, ideal situation where they own that sixth overall pick. I mean, they could be that team that reaches for a picket for a Willis somebody. Um, and maybe they, maybe they, they could feel, I mean, we don't know. This is us talking. They could feel like they have no choice because, Hey, we could all be out of here after this year. So we'd be better. Hey, you, you bring in a rookie. You can at least sell the idea that he's developing this year and will be ready the following year. Um, unless you're the Chicago Bears, where you thought you had that situation with Justin Fields and you got let go anyways.
2: I'm glad you brought up the Giants. They're, intru- I-, I think Joe Shane and Dable have done. their are pre- I love listening. Their press conferences are good. They, Tyrod Taylor, Daniel. I want to see if they move Daniel Jones. Ooh, ooh. They could do some there's some teams that may that may want to take a shot on him. And the kind of teams we're talking about who's in limbo right now, like who doesn't have somebody, you know, can you get him, you know, I don't know. I'm just, that's my, sometimes I'm I'm thinking about this. uh,
1: Coming from a place of potential Intel.
2: I just feel like Tyrod the fact that they went and got Tyrod, the, Tyrod's a good, he's, he's better than, he's just as good as Daniel Jones. I mean, we can, I'm not, that's something I'm not going to argue. Tyrod did not look good last year, that, but that Houston situation, disaster. He wasn't playing, his career is amazing to me. When you think about what happened in, in the, with the Chargers
1: stabbed in the lung.
2: So I guess what I'm, I guess my whole point is, if I'm the Giants and you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to get out a bad cap or you're trying to get get more picks, whatever it is, you have a guy you can win with in Tyrod. Yeah.
1: And you're not trying to win the Super Bowl this season.
2: Well, you, either way, you can do you can make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor and then if you make the playoffs, you got a shot.
1: I like so that. So if I'm Joe Shane
2: and I'm the GM for my first time with the Giants, I'm I'm saying, "Hey, Daniel Jones, I'd package Barkley too."
1: What could you get?
2: I don't know. I I would. I hey, go ahead. Hmm. Seriously, I'm not even trying to. I'm not knocking either guy. I would just move on from. Them. Let somebody else. Somebody else can figure it out at this point. We're a new regime. Let's get. Let's get this thing. You know. Hey, good luck. But let's get some picks for these guys, and let's roll. Anything really possible. Do some- I didn't that, know, would about my, that, that would be that would be that would be that would be my thing, but we'll see. I mean, they may actually like Daniel Jones. I have no clue.
1: What about um, Sam Darnold with the Carolina Panthers? And He's Sam Darnold, be trotted out as you, the Week One starter.
2: Tyler, I thought I really thought I was like, give him a shot this year. Mm-hmm. This will be it, and <laughs> he was.
1: I did too. Oh, I thought it was a good fit in Carolina, but can't. I didn't. He, I didn't thought he Robbie
2: Anderson. He is just so he the same way he was in college. The decision making and the fumbles and the turnovers and it's just it doesn't stop. It doesn't. Which the he knock on never, Daniel Jones too. It, it, same thing. That's a great compare. Perfect comparison. It. it I wa- well, that's the one. Now we, you know I watch these guys every. I haven't seen improvement in either one of them. They look the same. Daniel Jones, I thought maybe last year in the middle of the year there, I was like, you know what? He's fighting right now. He's fighting. He, he did the old same stuff. Sam Darnold, beginning of the year, here we go. This is this is the fit. Then by the end of the year, it was like same guy. I'm, I'm same notes I write from two years ago.
1: So at what point do you just operate out of desperation if you're running a team and you're not sold on your current situation and you're looking at this C minus D plus draft class. You see that that's where, I mean, as our listeners probably know, that's my big Baker Mayfield guy. Like <laughs> give me Baker Mayfield over any of these guys in the draft at 18 mil. I don't care. I take Baker Mayfield on like that.
2: I mean, I think your point is that's a valid point. It's kind of what we were just talking about with Tyrod. I mean, is Tyrod Taylor better than Willis from Liberty? I mean, just I'm just using those two as an example. But if, like, we're talking about one of the greatest, Tyrod was one of the great college quarterbacks. Like, I mean, there's a reason. You know, I, he every, like everybody has flaws. But guys that are that good and you just keep putting them in any situation and that just that I'm saying you put him in this giant situation, he'll go ahead and take that job. Just like he came to Buffalo for you know, he knew Denver was trying to get would have given him more money. He's he never rarely the
1: job. Rare. Like he can say what he says. We both know how Tyrod Taylor is wired. He's he's going to win, he's going in with a mindset to to win
2: the job. It was it was so, yeah. It was one of the best things I've ever been like to see him the way he just was like, I'm. I can get this job. I'm just let me, let me get it. Like let it, be, let it be a fair competition. So anyway, that I guess what I'm saying is, at the end of the day though, Tyler, you can't, you can't do it, can't reach. It's just such a setback. It's good, like. Even if it's not – I'm not even talking just quarterback in general. I'm just talking, like, the reaching, it's – it's just – it doesn't – I don't know. I My my history of it just hasn't been good.
1: But Bob wrote, and it will be up Friday morning at golongtd.com. He talked to these people around the league. They're expecting the reach, multiple 100%. reaches. 100%. going to be a lot of, you know – Guys walking so, those high school hallways looking for the prom date. It's a day or two before the big dance.
2: Reach. We're I didn't reaching. know like that. They <laughs> were reaching.
1: Oh, uh, we're going to get in trouble.
2: Oh, I, there's, it, it sounds like to me, if, if he's getting the feedback from everybody he's talking to, that there aren't necessarily first-round grades on these guys coming from the scouts and, and directors of scouting, there's going to be how many go in the first round. I mean, we're probably going to see a couple, right? Two, three.
1: I'll say this. I mean, unless you believe in a guy, unless you do your diligence and by the way, the term due diligence, is there undue diligence? Is there
2: Dude, man? Is
1: there an opposite for that term?
2: No, you can do diligence <laughs> and grinding and the Browns it's,
1: did their due diligence, Jim, on Deshaun Watson's well, situation. They're grinders. You know Jimmy Haslam. Uh, oh, that guy! That guy's amazing. We should dedicate an hour to that situation because I feel like we didn't really address it. Um, but we will. We'll what? get to it. Yeah, that's you're right. You're right. That's. But a good if you believe in yeah, a so- guy, if you believe, like, say you studied the hell out of Malik Willis, you you know what he liked to eat in his sophomore year high school cafeteria and you know how he's wired. You like his game. You've got the right coaching staff. You've got a three-year plan. Yep. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you do reach. Maybe that belief is worth tripling down on because we have seen there have been drafts passed where there were quarterbacks that eh, kind of made you go eh. Whatever, and they ended up. It doesn't happen often. Don't get me wrong. Usually, if a if a guy's a Pro Bowler, he's going to the top ten. But, um, yeah. it happens. I mean, Derek Derek Carr, who we wrote about this week, twenty fourteen, slips to the second round. He's the fourth quarterback taken. He had some stuff to him that was overlooked to an extent. I think it was in, in talking to his his head coach, his offensive coordinator of Fresno State he kind of got lumped into the same bucket as his older brother, David Carr as a guy who got sacked a lot, went to Fresno state, put up crazy numbers, but who cares in that conference, um, eh, whatever, including scouts from the Texans who had the first pick in the draft. And I believe the first or second pick in the second round, they take Davion Clowney and then a, the guard from UCLA in the second car slips. It just goes to show like, I mean, a guy can have something to him, isn't going to show up on the NFL network highlight reel or the pro football reference stat sheet. There's, there's, there's more. To, I mean, you were a scout for two decades, Jim. I mean, you're investigating this stuff. You're trying to, you're trying to find what what is inside of a guy like, like Carr, who, you know, what he was Johnny Mansell. He's partying his ass off his, his first couple of years of college. He's, he's drinking, he's partying, he's surrounding himself with women. He's, not living it's... the life he says he was living, and he meets a girl named Heather at a restaurant. She is a devout Christian. She writes him a letter saying, "You're not living the life you say you're you want to live." On a dime, changes his course. I mean, it's real. The guy you see the podium—that's that's Derek Carr. Where a guy in that same draft class who was taken ahead of Derek Carr, Johnny Manziel, he never quit those tequila shots. He never quit that lifestyle and. I think he was a fan-controlled football quarterback the last we heard of him. <clears throat> I don't understand that, Luke. Yeah. <clears throat> but to, you, so yeah, Carr. Right, right. I mean, you're, you're, you're searching for this other stuff that, so, is, that goes into the makeup of a quarterback. No,
2: it's a great point with Carr. It's, and, and so that was that draft. I didn't study him coming out because we weren't taking a quarterback that year. Um, We just weren't. EJ was we were ready to get, you know, EJ's because we've talked about that. EJ's rookie year wasn't that bad. Right. So we quarterback was like, hey, we have, you know, we
1: wasn't your guy. I mean, you came in after. But that's that doesn't matter. We're still excited
2: about he still did some good things. Um, and Hey, let's try to keep building that. That was the thought process. So basically I didn't spend a lot of time studying card, but we talked about him. And I do remember our scouts, we, there was no way too high on him in our building. Um, they weren't like low They They recognized talent for sure. Um, I do remember that the arm all that, but, um, it wasn't, don't take him. It wasn't, you know, it, it was just kind of a blah, like, mm. Like it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of passion for him one way yeah. or the other. Probably. Like not what bad. conscious or
1: subconscious. You're thinking of his brother, right? To an extent. No
2: question. Because especially if it ever comes that whatever, he didn't take everything seriously or, you know, and all of a sudden you're going to start thinking, great, here's a guy that's going to take sacks and he's not going to study and blah, blah, blah. It, it, it can, you can talk yourself into and out of a guy. Like it's unbelievable. But then I can use the same thing with Cam Newton where I couldn't believe how everybody just kept, you know, when I say everybody, but there was a lot of talk. I mean, the fact that people were talking about Blaine Gabbert ahead of him, you know, and I did a lot of work on Cam and I just remember thinking, I hope Carolina doesn't like him because I was with the saints and like, this is going to make for, I will say Coach Payton didn't like him. Yeah, really? Coach Payton wasn't a fan of him. No, not like, wasn't he just wasn't his, you know, hey, I think there's too much. I mean, look, he had certainly had issues. If Now that, you know, I know Coach Payton enough when he talks about, I mean, accuracy was an issue. I mean, it was. Um, I even had to, like, sometimes I was pumping him up so hard, but sometimes some of those throws at the combine, I'm like, oh, no. Like, maybe yeah, I didn't.
1: It was ugly. I remember that. It, it was a little
2: ugly. But when you really think about what this guy did, when he just how many people leave a school for a junior college? You know, that's usually that's usually a sign of you're, you know, it's hard to get back to the level you want to get to. He goes there, wins his a national, you know, junior college title, goes to Auburn. That team wasn't good. That was not a good Auburn team. You're not a around. Gene
1: Chiswick believer, Jim.
2: And I'm not a Chizik believer. Even more to the point, look at Chizik's history.
1: Yeah, I know before and after.
2: Unbelievable. This is what Cam Newton did. Like he yeah. he made people so I don't over like there's certain guys. Stop with this accuracy thing. He has a way to figure that. Cam Newton knows how to play with his lack of accuracy. Hmm. And what he do? There he is. He goes to Carolina, takes a terrible team. And get Sean McDermott a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He faced him every day in practice.
2: But I mean, that's what a guy like that don't sometimes like pay attention to the, you know, don't overthink the, don't criticize the guy too hard on tape. If there, you know, if is the accuracy a fatal flaw? Yeah. No, it wasn't a fatal flaw. Yes. He missed some throws, but he also made throws other guys couldn't make that involved accuracy. He also had a, a, he also wasn't afraid to be the face of a franchise. Right. He and I'll that. say that about Josh Allen. I, I don't know if they really knew that he could handle being the face of a franchise and being the best player in the NFL possibly. And what that, the pressure that. Uh, have you seen him ever not do a great interview? I mean, there isn't anything about him that you can't love. I mean just like cam as far as yeah i'll take all the pressure yeah i don't care we're gonna get back like yeah we're gonna be fine like i got this the team completely and it's i just think it's amazing like i would love to know ask the bills if they knew that about him did 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 you know he could handle this coming from he's never had expectations in college
1: played a wyoming and he didn't have remember, expectations
2: I remember, to be right. There weren't
1: eyeballs on him. I mean, if you wanted to learn about Josh Allen, the quarterback prospect, I remember buying the. We probably talked about it. I got like the Fubo TV app because yeah, when they played Oregon, it was on there. I'm like, let's check out this Josh Allen guy. He was not good that game. Um, but you're right. To your point, like, is this somebody who can handle the spotlight? All that other stuff that matters. And when they lost, I mean, they had some tough losses this past season and it seemed like out of anybody in that building, he was willing to s- sit there and take ownership
2: every time. Um, there's not an, inter- I can't think of a time. He doesn't like just make you believe like he just doesn't, there's no panic in him. Yeah. They'll
1: be, they'll be, they'll be okay. They'll be okay with Josh
2: Allen. But, but that's the press conference this- though,
1: Jim, did, did you check out Von Miller's press conference this week?
2: Wow. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. I agree. Uh,
1: In terms of like second guessing himself a little bit.
2: Like I can't believe, I can't believe. Strange.
1: I mean, he came around at the end and credited the fans and Brandon Bean and, you know, Ed Oliver and like there, but he basically said up until the day before he flew off for OTAs, he's wondering, I really want to be in Buffalo. I'm mean, Brandon I'm thinking, did I pay this guy $100 million? Man. <laughs> I'm it's... sure everything will be fine. He'll play. I, I, you know, I think, think like so here, But, I mean, he was honest. Hey, you appreciate the honest. That's what he's going to
2: say. I, I appreciate the – it's fun to at least hear, like, a nice, honest – Hey, Shady, after we traded for him, it wasn't – Great comparison. He was not happy. He was not happy. Yeah. He was playing for the team he wanted to play for. Like, that was his – that's his heart.
1: He had to hear from a fellow bishop McDevitt
2: grad, right? Yeah, that didn't help.
1: <laughs> Your call didn't help at all?
2: Not really. I'm sure it did something. I'm I sure. think when we I think I think no, Shady's a professional, but yeah. th- th- he loves football too much. He just had to get over the initial like that's a that was an ego, a chateau's ego. To think Absolutely. his, you know, what he did for that franchise and that's his. That was his favorite team growing up from Harrisburg, PA, playing for Philadelphia. And and playing at a high level. It wasn't like he was falling off. In
1: the prime of his career.
2: I love when we get on. Like I love that we were just. I was just about to talk about Chip Kelly. I'm like, where did this conversation? How did this get here? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, to, we're packed. Staying with the reaches and the yeah.
1: I think there could it's, be something that we don't know about one of these quarterbacks, right? I mean, I I had a conversation with, with one of them. We'll have a story up next week. Um, I don't know. I, I, I came away thinking that this guy, he could have it. I, I don't know whether he does or not, but or doesn't. Uh, but th- there could be somebody who has that Josh Allen charisma to him with the accuracy, with, with, with some kind of physical trait that pops that maybe we're not appreciating enough right now. So somebody out of this group could be a long-term answer at quarterback, uh, or they all could flop like they did in 2013. Isn't it crazy? Mike Glennon is probably the most successful quarterback from that crew, or Geno Smith. What a year that was.
2: Uh, maybe Glennon that- put me to- Glennon put me to sleep when I interviewed him at the senior bowl. I was yeah, like, this guy, he was just, I mean, not, he was just. Yeah. Flat line. Like. He's really, he was a, I'm not trying to say he was a good, he's a good quarterback. I'm not trying to take away. Like, you know, he, I mean, like he did a, he's had a, you know, he's fought. Boys, he's not good enough. Chicago
1: to bears contracts over the years. Right. I mean, they gave Mike Glennon that money. Then they drafted Mitchell Trubisky.
2: That was a that, that was a Nick uh,
1: Foles that money but they were hanging on to Trubisky and then
2: And then you get another chance you give the <laughs> I don't know to me if you if you're gonna let Pace and Nagy draft trade up and get fields obviously ownership knew that was the plan. Let them let them coach them then. Sounds like Fields
1: wasn't too happy with the coaching he received last season. He was he, pretty blunt. He shouldn't have been. For what it's worth.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they deserve they to me, yes. I think I mean I hate to say that. I mean, I know obviously I know Ryan, my dad knows Matt, and I'm not trying to now I don't want to see people get fired and fail. I mean, I love feel I was rooting for those guys. But there is accountability at some point, right? Don't you have yeah. to be like the players are held accountable, right? We We cut these guys out for a bad game and all that. Coaches and GMs need to be accountable too. Oh my goodness. You are good. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'll get off this. Get into uh, it.
1: Let's uh, criticize it. it. No, I can't. I know. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Leave that to me, Jim. But you're right. I mean, guys get, you know, they're. But that's what I'm saying. I think it needs to be, yeah, be held
2: accountable. You've got to be held accountable. Players are held accountable. So should everybody else. Other teams in quarterback,
1: yeah. no man's land. Anybody else um, still searching that intrigues you? You know, maybe, maybe they are thinking of a, a guy like Baker Mayfield. Maybe it's the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know. Is there a team out there that um, is trying to trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do right now?
2: It'd be Baker. Baker needs the right situation. You know, whatever team he ends up on, I, I'd like to. You know, what I mean, because I don't, I don't feel like he could just go anywhere and just turn a, a franchise around. But I, he does have some good qualities. I mean, we've talked about him enough. I mean, a lot. I, there are some things he does well. I think he made a great point. I know you talk. How many head coaches and offensive coordinators? I think he's four for four. Yeah. It's close to like four and four years, something like that. It's nuts.
1: Very Alex Smith like first overall pick. And he's shown more. I mean, he threw more touchdowns than any rookie ever. He took this wasteland of an NFL franchise to the playoffs a couple years after that. It's not like he's been bad.
2: He he's he hasn't. And he's a roller coaster. It's um, true. The, the accuracy is, is, is real. I mean, it's sometimes is beautiful and it's just sometimes you don't understand it. His decision-making that lack of height shows up, you know, he, he, he there are, there are things I see that make me think, yeah, he needs, I don't think he's good enough by himself.
1: And you wonder, okay. But I'm not, you not saying you can't win.
2: With him. I'm not saying you can't win with him.
1: How much do you think a torn labrum to your non-throwing shoulders? Oh, I, I, no question. I, the way he throws the football. No question, that torque throw, he has, yep. Torque. Yeah. It has to be a factor in addition to the Agreed. groin, the heel, everything he has.
2: Um, so it might just be time. Like, it's just like we were talking about, like, I'm not, like, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Like, I think Baker's a little bit better than them, but sometimes it's just time. Like,
1: it's, I don't really know how much leverage either side. I mean, it's interesting because Baker Mayfield, he they, he's playing on that 18 mil option. So the Browns want to offload that. <laughs> and there's probably teams that would love to add Baker Mayfield. I mean, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Carolina, minus Robbie Anderson, maybe. But they probably don't want to pay him that. You know what I mean? So it's just this weird game of chicken. Uh, okay, we want you, but at our price. And who's going? Oh, yeah. And the Browns they don't they don't want this distraction. Um, no, they they prefer a different
2: distraction. <laughs> they maxed. It. Hey, they yeah, maxed they, out. They, their
1: maxed, distra- out their they maxed out their
2: distraction.
1: But it's so. Do they just eat it? Like, would they just? How much of that money would they just eat to offload Baker Mayfield? It's, it's, it's. it's re- there's so many moving parts. It, it's really so interesting, many. and I. I think we're going to see something happen here.
2: I would think that's the, I guess that would be the story of the leading up to this draft, right? I mean, where could he get moved for, you know?
1: Carolina do, would be fun after Robbie Anderson put that out that he does not want him publicly and then double downed on it.
2: That's why. Uh, so when you say that, it's just so. Cause what yeah, if, what if they make up? I mean, it's not – but what if, like, if you're Matt Rule and, and you guys were like, hey, we got a shot of getting Baker.
1: <laughs>
2: we're going after this guy. And then you see that you're like – Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, where's Seattle at? Are they trying
2: to compete I anytime know. soon? I'm, Are they looking I, to I, deal D.K. Metcalf? I feel like they have turned into an, a shit show. I, mm. Why is he still – I just don't understand – why he's still coaching like right why
1: it seemed like he like, was considering
2: that, that, that's going to lead right? me into I'm, that leads me into something i want to talk about it's not football related but with a coach jay Wright. but i want to just touch on it before we get done tonight but well we can talk about it right now because it's my segue to it it's enough like you bet you did everything you could you had a unbelievable unbelievable that you maxed out your franchises seattle you did everything you did it all you get you move on from your franchise quarterback russell wilson you have no plan in place what are you what are you still coaching for like what i just don't understand why these guys hang on and here's jay Wright, who maxed out villanova year after year national maxed it out what else can he do health is good He's not walking around like Coach K and and all these guys that coach for Pete Carroll out there thinking he's running around because he's in good shape. Enough. Go enjoy yourself. Let somebody else coach. Um, and I just, it just, I love the difference because I love Jay Wright. And, you know, we all know how I feel about Carroll Pete Carroll anyway. But.
1: Well, we know how he enters the elevator before you have exited the elevator, which tells you plenty. I don't, to, a, I don't have to, I don't have to. There's no more to talk. There. That's all. That's it. It's a great point. Uh, coach K needed, you know, a, a victory lap of a season with many goodbyes and many farewells. And it just gets exhausting. You know, a, I, another I'm
2: not great a coach point.
1: K hater, but it was exhausting.
2: I'm not either. But another great point by you, Jay Wright didn't nobody. Jay Wright he didn't do
1: about. that. It was just like, well, he retired after another final four. Put him at the
2: top of a uh, – he's he's a go-long. Put him on the go-long yes. Hall of Fame.
1: 60 going on something in his 40s, too. I couldn't believe when they said he was 60 years old. Does not look 60 years old.
2: A, he did such a – I just love yeah. what he did at Villanova. Even because I used to live in Philly. It's cool to, like to think they are a, a national power every year.
1: Yeah, it will be – it's going to be interesting with Seattle because it just seemed like, well, oh, yeah. I guess to answer your question too, Jim, in this, <sighs> you look at Bill Belichick with the Patriots and we're going to get Seth Booker Sham on the podcast. He's a good buddy of mine. He wrote the book, um, It's Better yeah. Be Feared, which is must read material for all of our listeners. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, probably the best sports book I've read in quite some time. And you just get a really deep understanding for how Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are wired. And, and you can just see why some of these coaches, like they don't know anything else. Like all they know is this routine and these insane hours and um, Bill Belichick is the extreme of everybody, but there was, he did that documentary in the middle of Spygate, right? It was kind of a PR job on, on his part and the Patriots part to try to clean up the image. They gave NFL films, all this access to hang out with Belichick and the coaches and, at one point he's like going to work early in the morning and he's like poking fun at Marv Levy and says, I'll never be like Marv Levy coaching in my seventies. I could never see that. And he just turned 70 and he's still coaching. So it's just in these guys to go on and on and on. And no, that's I get what it. Carol is with it. I do. I, I
2: just, it just doesn't make sense. I just, where are they? I just don't, it just doesn't seem like, where are you going? Like, Go to your families.
1: (laughs) Go see your grandkids. Take a vacation. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. If you don't, especially that team, like they're not winning anytime soon. You don't have a quarterback. What are you doing? Unless they had Baker Mayfield, then everything changes, Jim. You know, that's the uh, ace up their sleeve. (sighs) Who knows?
2: I like the drama.
1: Hey. All right. Well. We barely scratched the surface on all the topics we thought we would uh, delve into because it's been a while, but that's why we're going to do this in a couple of days, Jim, or let's go to HBC. Hopefully by then the, uh, the old stomach will be in a place to consume an IPA or five, maybe not five. I don't think you should, IPAs. I don't
2: think you should go there unless you're going to have one. Yeah.
1: We'll have to check. It in would with break the my, it would make me sad. On the
2: stomach. Uh, you're going to have to just, On that day, you're going to have to do it. You can't go in there. That's too disrespectful.
1: It is. Yeah, you don't go in there and order a water. You just don't. No.
2: It's too good.
1: Well said. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for reading. We appreciate it. And we've got a hell of a lot of content coming your way. Talk to a lot of prospects. Bob is a legend, and we are lucky to have him. And Jim, you are also a legend, and we love you. And it's been too long, and I can't wait to see you this Saturday. Thanks, everyone.